0: Hello. John Beasley here to welcome you to the first Harmony UK podcast of 2024. Uh, For this edition, we're venturing beyond the porticos of podcast pavilions here in West London. Uh, We're going to take the Tube to Westminster to rendezvous with a highly talented and creative quartet who over the past 12 months have won a gold medal at Labs, uh, competed in the Netherlands and the US. Uh, They've launched their own new podcast. And as I record this, they are preparing for their own concert. So, from a very varied skill set, let's hear them doing what they do best. On the stage at Holland Harmony, with a performance which was to mark a significant milestone for the quartet in question. One, two,
1: three. Everything about you blinds me with your love. Blinded with your love. I just look at you and suddenly... There's something in your eyes I see, and it soon begins bewitching me, bewitching me. It's that old devil moon that you stole from the skies. It's that old devil moon deep in your eyes. Hello, welcome
0: to the very first Harmony UK podcast of 2024, our 51st overall. And as you can hear, we're we're being watched by by the Metropolitan Police at the moment. Um, Nothing to do, they're up there in a helicopter, you may be able to hear it. Uh, Nothing to do with the fact that uh, I've got four of the finest barbershoppers you will ever meet with me. It is Hot Ticket Quartet. Hello. Hello. We're, uh, we're in central London, we, we, we've all met up here, Old Father Thames is flowing away at our feet at the moment, we're down near the Houses of Parliament, um, which is why uh, we're being watched by the Met Police, because there's a demonstration going on up the road, but we'll, we'll try not to let that impinge on what we do. Instead, uh, let's meet our illustrious guest, if you'd like to tell us all who you are within the quartet and what you sing, that would be fabulous. Hello, I'm Isaac and I sing the baritone par.
2: I'm Ollie and I sing lead.
3: I'm Bethany and I sing tenor.
0: I'm Joe I sing bass, And it's wonderful to see you all here. Thanks very much indeed for joining us in central London because you have had a tremendous year, a trip to Louisville. Uh, you are the national uh, mixed quartet champions. Uh, the first time that Labs has ever bestowed that honour. Uh, and you've been doing so much else besides. I mean, it, it has been a, a, a pretty busy year, hasn't it, Ollie?
2: Yeah, it's been absolutely wild. Uh, I think we were possibly in danger of burning out towards the end of it last year, um, so we're taking a little bit of a chiller time right now. Still rehearsing weekly and all of that kind of thing, but um,
0: yeah, it's been amazing, honestly. And, and you're all now living a little further apart than you used to, aren't you, Bethany?
3: Um, yeah, we've had a little bit of um, movement recently, but you know we're all still connected to London, so we're still getting together to rehearse very frequently, which is a, really a blessing and not a lot of quartets. Are lucky to live that close so we don't take it for granted.
0: I, I can imagine because uh, finding that rehearsal time must be incredibly important for you at this stage. Oh
4: yeah I think, I think rehearsing regularly is sort of what took us to the level that we're at now really. We were rehearsing like monthly or so when we were on youth and then when we started getting really serious about qualifying for international I think rehearsing weekly was a big part of that.
0: And let's talk about that year and, and and the things that have been going on because um, I don't remember you winning any competitions last year to qualify
5: for Louisville and the international contest but but
0: but this quartet did I mean Isaac how did that come about?
5: We actually travelled all the way over to um, Holland to a little place called Appleton to uh, sorry uh, was it Appleton? Yeah, it was yeah, Appleton, yeah. yeah to qualify for BHS it was the first time that. Um, Holland Harmony were hosting a double panel of BHS judges, so it was the first time that you could actually go there and qualify for the international contest. And um, and th- th- at the time there was there was no other route for us to sort of do that in within the UK. So we thought, well, we'll tra- sort of travel out and see see what happens, see if we can do it. And um, yeah, we were, we were so fortunate, and um, and then we were able to go. It's an unusual route to go, isn't it, Holly?
2: Yeah, I, it's certainly is <laughs> I can't think really of anybody else who has done something like that off the top of my head, but then you know we were also in a fairly unique set of circumstances where there just was no contest in the UK yet that that allowed us to sing four songs, which is the requirement for going to international you need to sing four songs and meet the score requirement so yeah.
0: I, I, and how did you go about doing that? I mean, did, did you know at the time that you went that you were you were close? Is that the reason that you decided to go this route?
2: Yeah, so we had decided quite a few months prior that we should tr- should try and go for it because we were all going to Louisville anyway with a meantime chorus either singing or affiliated with. So, yeah, quite a few months in advance we had said, <laughs> having just scored 69, we should try and score 77 <laughs> in about eight months. Um, and... Uh, yeah so we had our sights set on that for holland and we went to the barbershop in harmony mixed quartet contest in that november and we scored a 75.9 there which kind of you know it's only 1.1 away from where we needed to be in about three months time so we thought okay cool we might be on for a winner here
0: (laughs) (laughs) who coached you for all of this
3: oh who didn't coach us gosh we had loads um Chris Langworthy, he he helped us to bridge really that gap between the high 60s and the higher 70s. Uh, we were also coached by Tim Briggs, Jay Dowerty, Tony Colostomo coached us. Uh, Rob Mance and we also had a very brief coaching about a week before Holland with Scott Kitzmiller who we've we sort of continued a coaching relationship with which has been really great as we're sort of navigating that upper 70s into the 80s level of scoring um, which can be a bit of a difficult leap to make for um, quartets it's a uh, for some reason, it's just a bit of a sticking point of score where you end up, and you have to try and get yourself out of it into the 80s.
0: But a tremendous roster of coaches. So, so how close did you come to that? I mean, did you, did you did you achieve what you wanted to with comfortably? Uh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had been. I mean, obviously, one percent in six months doesn't sound too bad when we've just done six percent in a year or whatever. But it, as people always say, every percent is harder than the last. And when it got to sort of January, we were suddenly having to put together two more songs because we only had two for that Barbershop in Harmony contest. And so uh, a lot of people had been like, you could do it. It could It could happen for sure. Um, and But nobody was really saying it's a sure thing. And I think we weren't feeling like it was a sure thing either in as much as we were allowing ourselves to to do anything other than manifest (laughs) positivity (laughs) um so yeah we got there and we scored to the point the qualifying score for louisville (laughs) wow yeah
3: that um that um call out of the results when we were all sat in the back of this auditorium was just the most nerve-wracking thing ever and and my mum and dad came out and and my partner and uh, you know um ollie's wife was there and you know, A couple of people that knew us um, knew that we were wanting to qualify and just that wait for our score when we knew it could go either way was, f- f- oh, so nerve-wracking. <laughs> and then as soon as they announced it, we all sort of screamed and started running to the stage before they could change their minds. <laughs> we, were,
4: uh, we were drawn last for the finals as well, of, of 10, because we had to go through two call-outs in one day and the first one was to see who got into the final round and then the last one was to see what the scores were. We were 10th of 10 <laughs> for, the, for the final round, so both... Call-offs were very, very stressful.
0: So um, a, a pleasant surprise, but a surprise just for, for the entire audience as well. Sort of seeing you come on and then then just qualify at that last possible moment by by that single point.
4: Oh yeah, we heard the um, the judges were rooting for us very
0: very strong,
4: <laughs> strongly strongly, uh, and one one of the judges recorded the the call-off as well because he knew what score we'd gotten. So, yeah
0: did you ever have sleepless nights did you ever think you might not get there
4: uh, probably about 60% of my nights were sleepless nights. <laughs> yeah
1: come what may
0: off to Louisville and when you went to the States you came up with a pretty impressive way of, 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 of getting, getting your name across and introducing yourselves to the, uh, uh, the other people at that contest.
2: Yeah, I think it was a Joe idea um, to get something going on social media um, because, as we kind of said, there were all these groups from the UK going, uh, most of them national champs from one year or another. Um, and, uh, and obviously we had gone through this sort of backdoor route of Holland to qualify and that kind of thing. So, we, yeah, we wanted to get our name out there in some way. We wanted to kind of let people know we were coming. Um, and so, yeah, Joe suggested we could do, like, a tag challenge where we sing a tag and ask other quartets to sing a tag. And we asked Daily Special, Clementones and Trailblazers to begin with, and it kind of just exploded from there.
0: Were you surprised at how it took off, Joe?
4: Yes. <laughs> 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 I saw we was both it to, to, I would have been happy with, like, five or six people joining in, and then we got, like, 60. So, uh, and, like, it, it, it ramped up a lot when people started, like, arriving in Louisville. I felt like everyone wanted to get involved at a certain point. Uh, and a lot of the videos that we got in were very entertaining. Uh, daily special kidnapped practice to force them to do it. And I think a lot a lot of that stuff made it something a little more... I don't It's so pretentious to be like. It's more than just a, a social media hashtag. But, like, I don't know. I think it was a fun bit of community building
0: for for the uh, for the contest and uh, did, did it work I mean did people know who you were when you turned up late? Uh,
3: yes if anything they knew the tag challenge more than the quartet um, I was actually introduced to a room of people as Bethany from the hot ticket tag challenge <laughs> um, which was quite funny to me but yeah it did definitely help us get our name out there um and it sort of was quite cool to know that some of our um sort of hero quartets if you like like you know after hours vocal spectrum throwback, um, you know, Quorum as the reigning champs at that time, um, all joined in the challenge, um, which we w- did not anticipate at all. Um, so that was just very, very s- surreal and very cool. I'm
1: feeling sad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, um so we need to do this hot ticket tag oh, challenge, yeah, right? Tag challenge. Okay, hot, right? Uh, so, here, hey, we're Quorum, we're here in... Uh, Louisville, Kentucky! R- 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 the Yom Center! That's All right, the center. And we are setting the stage for this awesome contest that's going to start tomorrow. And so we got challenged by... The, the Clementones. And we got challenged by Vocal Spectrum to sing a tag. So we thought we'd sing a tag while on the stage in honor of the 25th Anniversary Quartet Revival here in Louisville, Kentucky for the international contest. We're super excited to be here. And we are just going to challenge all of the competitors to have awesome tags throughout the entire week and sing them all. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys. Let's do it. Lover come.
0: part of a a, a huge British contingent and three of you from the same chorus as well
2: yeah it was it was amazing there were six uh, British groups over there there was a youth quartet a varsity quartet breakfast club who did an incredible job and meddled. there was us obviously and also in house from labs the first female quartet from Britain to go and a couple of Um, real sort of powerhouse men's quartets, Limelight and Trailblazers were there as well. And then of course, Meantime Chorus. It really was kind of buzzing. It felt like every day there was a reason to be in the auditorium to see another Brit kind of thing. And we all had like the chorus and all the families and friends and everything all uh, sat in the same area of the auditorium. So every time there was a British uh, group coming on, we would all sort of converge, and there'd be 50 or 60 odd people just cheering and waving flags and all of that kind of thing. It was, yeah, it was a really cool atmosphere.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, though, we had nothing on the Danes. the De- The Danish people were insane. Yeah. I've never seen more rowdy people. <laughs> we were very stately in our in our support, but they they had much larger flags. I'll tell you that.
0: It's, it's odd, isn't it? Because the Danes. Uh, we always think of them as sort of being calm and quiet and, and and fairly sedate, don't we?
4: Yeah, and they only had two. They only had two quartets there, right? They didn't have a, a chorus or anything, but they had a lot of supporters. So, I guess they're, they're like in the community with the the Swedes, and they had a couple of choruses over there. So, like, I feel like all the Nordic countries sort of banded together to become the loudest set of people anyone's yeah. ever seen.
3: It must be their Viking roots. I think yeah. <laughs> they got, in, had some deep Viking war cries with them, yeah. in them to to cheer on their groups. <laughs> what what do
0: the north americans and the canadians the, the americans and the canadians what what do they make of this sort of sort of growing foreign involvement in it's a bit like the world series isn't it you know you only get american and canadian teams taking part in the world series and they call it the world series now, i think they thought of barbershop in that in, in that same kind of way didn't they
5: yeah i th- i think yeah it's 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 fantastic to to go over there and 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 be a sort of representative you know if you're you know uh, countries involvement in barbershop and things like that because you know they, they sort of only see their big sort of international contest every year you know we get to, we see sort of quite a lot of it you know and from from a very um, you know long distance so it's 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 nice for them I think to go to sort of meet a lot of the sort of international community and things like that and um, see what's and hear about what's going on sort of outside of the U.S.
0: And there are some quartets from abroad that have had a a, a massive impact in the States. I mean, everybody talks about Ringmasters still, don't they? More than than ten years since Ringmasters won.
2: Absolutely. They're one of the greatest quartets of all time, of course. Um, And this year they had Lemon Squeezy there as well, their triumphant return after about seven years away from contest. And they came second and were incredible, Um, absolutely mind-blowing singers. Yeah, it, it was, I think... I think I'm right in saying it was the most international convention that BHS has ever had, yeah, because so. we also had Lady Barberade from IABS for the first time. They came and competed and were were really lovely. They did a great set about um, how cool barbershop is and that kind of thing, <laughs> and a really traditional. I don't know if it's traditional.
0: But... Oh, I, rem- I remember seeing that. That was that was the one where they, they they did my wild Irish rose and went nah, not for me.
2: Yeah, exactly okay. that one. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an anything goes parody, if I remember right. Um, Except uh, my
0: wild Irish rose that doesn't go. It was a bit of a year for parodies because in house they did they did this wonderful Mary Poppins parody, didn't they?
3: Yes, um, they well, their dresses incredible. Um, they um, if, if for anyone who hasn't seen they um, have these dresses that sort of transform into like an old fashioned uh, music hall kind of dress, which in Mary Poppins Returns is um, is how she dresses, and they. Yeah, I think Mary Poppins has done quite well for British Barbershop. A lot of the groups meantime did a Mary Poppins set. But yeah, it was really cool to see in-house out there making history and um, taking some British export with them as well to sort of represent the culture a little bit. (laughs) So did did
0: all the Brits hang out together then?
3: Um, There was quite a lot of community feel around it, as Ollie said, sort of sitting together in the uh, stands and then there was the World Harmony Show. world harmony showcase which unfortunately we had to drop out of because i went and lost my voice oh, no. um i yeah I, not my finest moment but um hour. well c- <laughs> quite um but that was um and that's a showcase from as it says on the tin all the groups from around the world go and uh, a connection p- yes goodness gracious yeah, groups from New Zealand, uh, like Germany, Sweden, Australia, really, truly global this year, and I think that was, well, I wasn't in the room, but I heard it was a very I mean, good bonding moment for the sort of international delegates yeah, of the, the convention. It,
4: it, well, there were so many groups, the show ended at, like, close to midnight, <laughs> so... And having started at what time? I don't know, like, seven or something, <laughs> like, it was not that, it was a ridiculously long show. Yeah, we were, we were standing backstage for ages with meantime, Time, and we were, like, one of the first on. And I was not in the room by the time it ended because I, I had tapped out by that point because uh, it's quite an overwhelming week and you want to be able to pace yourself and going to four-plus-hour shows is probably not.
0: <laughs> well, well, having having heard all about all the various things you were able to take part in, what about the actual contest? I mean, what, what were the two songs that, that Hot Ticket sang and why did you sing them? Yeah, so we we took our two good
2: uptunes at the time. We took uh, Rock This Town and Old Devil Moon. Um, Those were our uptunes that we took to Holland um, because they were cooking, in the words of Matt Fellows, uh, who was one of the judges in Holland. (laughs) Um, They scored the best. They're the most fun to sing. We had no ambitions of doing anything particularly big or meaningful or anything like that. We just wanted to have fun in Louisville, so um, yeah, rolled out our
0: two uptunes and uh, just went for it. And um, um, what sort of memories do you bring back? I mean, it, it, it was a, a, an historic occasion, t- certainly for British Barbershop. What, what's your abiding um, impression or memory?
2: Oh, goodness me. Um, I remember being on stage, and I don't think it's captured in either of the contest videos, but I remember screaming on stage. <laughs> just oh, yeah. at, Yep, just out of raw excitement. And I remember it uh, locking eyes with Steve Scott, who looked up at me with his eyebrow cocked after I screamed. (laughs) I remember that. Um, I remember having a nice chat with Gimme Four Quartet backstage. They were on just after us, so we were in the system at the same time. And they were so nice and so calming. And, you know, they've been around the block a few times and had some words of wisdom for us. And they've literally
4: been where we are. Like, they've come up from scoring high 70s to now being, like, pushing up on 90, being top 10, almost meddling. So, like, if you're gonna <laughs> bump into anyone, I think for us to bump into them, it's almost poetic <laughs> a little bit.
1: Come on boys, kick it tight, alright. Right. Well, I'll, I'll pick you up at 10, and got gotta have you home at two. Your mama don't know what I got in store for you, but that's alright. looking as cool as can be. Mama, dot, 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 dot. Found da, a da, place that really didn't look half oh, bad, bad, not, bad, not bad. bad. I had a drink on the rocks and change, change of a dollar for the jukebox. The jukebox. Well, well, put a quarter on to that can but all it played was disco man come on pretty baby let's get out of here right away right away we're gonna rock this town rock it inside out oh yeah we're gonna rock this town make them scream and shout well let's rock rock yeah rock man we're gonna rock till we pop we're gonna roll till we drop we're gonna rock this town rock it inside out
5: Oh, no, it was, there were was so many afterglow moments. I think for me, but one in particular was there when there was a, a room organised in, in the hotel that we were staying. I oh, know, sorry, it was it was another hotel down from where we were, and um, and I just so with several meantimes, we were sat sort of you know facing a corner of the room and just uh, a contact. It, people all know uh, Brian Fox from uh, Fifth Element, *Sing tenor Tender* in Fifth Element. Um, he had organised several courts. Uh, very amazingly brilliant champion quartets to come and sing for us and it was just a conveyor belt of awesomeness basically (laughs) we had instant classic we had after hours throwback lemon squeezy midtown were there and yeah i my jaw kept repeatedly hitting the floor it was just incredible
0: so, it sounds absolutely amazing. And some of the quartets that you met as as hot ticket out there, you seem to have kept in touch with because you're, you're now podcasting with them. Tell us about that, bet.
3: Yeah, um, I had a big idea after we came back from Louisville um, to start a podcast, um, sort of um, kind of inspired by some of my experiences of the week of meeting quartets um And sort of meeting the whole quartet at once and reconnecting with people that are doing the same thing as you because I think oftentimes in a quartet it's so intense with just the four of you you're doing this amazing, you know, artistry work and musicianship and all of that but then you can almost forget that there's hundreds of other groups of four people out there doing the same things and maybe you have differences but then you also have a lot in common and there's just a lot of interesting stories to be told out there so I, yeah, wanted to record them and get them out into the world. So we started doing that in, uh, I think our first episode was in October, uh, just before Labs. And we've done, we're actually recording number seven this evening with Lady Barbelade. So it's, yeah, still continuing to happen. And we've had a really great time with it. Spoke to some really just interesting people. Had a lot of laughs. Quite chaotic to have eight people on a podcast together. I was
0: going to ask you how, how, how you managed to do that. I mean, with eight people, it can be quite it can be quite confusing for the listener. Uh, It's just our raw um, social talents,
2: (laughs) I guess. No. (laughs) I think we're all generally interested in what what these other quartets have to say and we all feel quite comfortable taking a bit of a back seat and letting them talk um, and just sort of dropping a topic, dropping a question and then letting them run with it. And a lot of them have joined us from their rehearsal, so they're all four in the same room. Um, a lot of the time, which helps on their side. So we can sort of drop a topic and just listen as the four of them sort of work it out amongst themselves. <laughs> so this, is all,
0: this is all recorded internationally over Zoom then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and listening, I've, I've listened to a couple. I, I listened to uh, Tofu Concern this week, and I also listened to uh, Daily Special, who are two of the quartets you've had on. And you get some great stories out of them, don't you? I mean, uh, Tofu Concern, they, they, they got their, their name from GPT, didn't they?
2: Uh, yeah, they were looking for anagrams of another quartet's name, Connect Four, um, and came up came up with Tofu Concern. From they had like a list or something that ChatGPT spat out, and of that list they picked Tofu Concern.
0: <laughs> I must admit, one of the things that I've really enjoyed listening to them is is the fact that you you all share a common experience, and therefore you you get the impression that that, that it, it really is a group of friends talking about something. But they all know about you know. To, to to a tremendous degree, and they're all willing to share with one another.
5: Yes, absolutely. Well, like the the overarching thing that we all share is that we're all super passionate and excited by barbershop, and, and that's and that that is a very easy, you know, topic to kind of drop into. You know, with with how a lot of the people in these quartets um, get into singing barbershop. You know, because we're all kind of in it through different kind of mediums, and but I think we all we all stay we all stick around for the same reasons i think which is really great because we always have that in common i'm very tempted to, to to use one of your own questions on you at the moment because uh, yeah there,
0: there, there was one um i think you were talking to uh, daily special and they were talking about the, the the different characteristics of the people in the quartet the <laughs> uncle and the dad and the brother and the baby so so i mean who who does what in your quartet who who corresponds to those
3: Um, In terms of the daily special metrics, so I think I I was the dad of the quartet, Isaac was the nephew, Joe was the grandpa, and then Ollie was the baby, which I think loosely translated equates to, I do a lot of the kind of, the the legwork of maybe the administrative side, Um, Joe, even though I, mm, are you the youngest in the quartet? Joe's the youngest in the quartet, but somehow has the most old man energy out of all of us. Isaac brings, like, a very... I don't know, cheeky personality, <laughs> like, really yeah, you, you bring the fun, like, you bring some cuteness, I think that's, well, you know, my I have a nephew, he's fun and cute, so, and then
5: Ollie, Ollie's here
3: for, Ollie's just here for the ride, we,
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: he shows up, he's, no, you, you do a I lot for the and
2: I give to my base urges, and I cry <laughs> a lot, that's <laughs> that's babies, right, that's what babies do, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm a big fan of Skibbity toilet.
0: <laughs> you see, the, these these are the questions that somebody like me, who just occasionally sings in quartets, would never even think of asking. And yet, the the answer is fascinating. This is what I like about the podcast:
4: is that when you're at an afterglow with a quartet and stuff, and you're maybe slightly inebriated, uh, you find that the the more drunk you get, the less singing actually happens, and it it sort of devolves into just. Uh, random ramblings And I, I feel like you lose that a lot on, With all the different content people make Is generally just people singing Which you get afterglows But I think you miss out on a lot of the, the getting to know people And I think, mm. I think that's what we're trying to achieve As best we can over Zoom And we're
0: getting better <laughs> So for those who haven't encountered your podcast yet And I must admit I'm delighted to have some company on the UK <laughs> Podcast barbershop scene now. So it's, it's been, been a long time coming But, but how, how do people find you? We're on Spotify.
2: Bethany knows more. Bethany does all of the everything for it because she's the dad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. Um, So it's on Spotify and it's also on Amazon Music, which I don't think I've ever advertised. And you can also, and I know this because my partner Alistair did it, you can subscribe to like an RSS feed through whatever podcast app you like. But it's called Hot Ticket, colon, in conversation with, dot, dot, dot is the Christian name of the podcast. <laughs> so, Has
0: it got a birth certificate, this podcast?
3: 23rd of October, 2023. Um, but yes, it's also, we we always um, link to it on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So if you search Hot Tickets, um on Facebook or Instagram and you scroll a little bit, you'll be able to find the episodes linked there.
0: And definitely well worth a listen. If podcast listening is your thing, or barbershop is your thing even, and if it's not, what on earth are you doing listening to this? Then go and listen, listen to Hot Ticket in conversation with, because it is it is excellent. Um, let's continue to talk about excellence in in another form, because you are now Hot Ticket is the uh, Mixed Labs UK Quartet Champions. First time that this honour has been bestowed by Labs, and um, first thing I'm going to do is ask you what it was like competing at a, a at a Labs contest. It was. Um...
2: It was interesting. It was uh, definitely different from our previous experiences uh, because the the previous Barbershop in Harmony contest was also at the Labs convention the year prior, but it was on the Sunday afternoon, so kind of after the whole convention had wrapped up, it was a, a sort of tack-on kind of thing. So we, we really, really appreciated um, the move from Labs to integrate the mixed quartets on, into their Friday contest. So... Um, Yeah, we were were just, you didn't know who was coming out on stage, if it was going to be a female quartet or a mixed quartet, Uh, and it was two rounds in one day, um, which I must say is a slog. We've done it twice now, and it is is a lot. (laughs) Um, Both times it felt like an awful lot of just mental
0: energy to keep going for the whole day. The fact that female quartets and mixed quartets are are, are mixed up in that way and I suppose I mean male and female and mixed quartets are are, are mixed up as well at BHS but what impact does it have on individual quartets do you think that they alter their, their presentation in any way because of that?
3: too sure if they would alter their presentation particularly no it shouldn't really make a difference and obviously the the two contests are um they're still their own contests. so you have a, a women's quartet champion and a mixed quartet champion they you know it's just that the order that they come out on stage is scrambled together but um i think just some uh, kind of anecdotal feedback from the audience is that it maybe added a bit of more excitement into the um competition not that a labs quartet competition isn't exciting but you know just added a bit of, a bit of variety and maybe gave some people a chance to see mixed quartets that hadn't uh, you seen them before if they'd never uh, you know happened not to have seen them on a show or stuck around for the uh the, the bin h contest in previous years so i think it was uh, quite good exposure for mixed barbershop as well
0: and and um, were there any teething problems this time round? do you think at all with the uh, with, with, with with the setup because first time round that uh, you kind of expect some, I suppose. Uh,
3: I think
4: more so at prelims. I thought convention was pretty smooth, but like prelims was like on two days, like the first day was women's quartets and the second day was mixed quartets. But I know that's changing this year. So that I think there's been there's like a bit of a transition period which has just had scheduling issues more than anything. But I think as soon as we got to this convention, I think it's been fine. And and I'm hoping that it's like a step towards more equality between quartets and i think that's going to continue as like talks of a merger between the two organizations continues so yeah I, di- I didn't find
0: too many issues at convention at all really so you see this as a as a stepping stone really on the way to what, what fu- fully integrated uh contests uh, for all comers
4: much like bhs yeah I, I i would hope so personally
0: what about the the, the win itself i mean over 80 percent, i think wasn't it
5: it was yeah we were very very happy with that w- was that your first 80 percent ever it was. Yeah, no I th- I think maybe we'd had of scores, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the the odd score from maybe one or two judges here and there for for one specific song, but but to to firmly get over that line with four songs was just fantastic. It was yeah, an amazing feeling.
2: Kind of our goal going in, I I mean, if you talk to us these days about goals and things, we'll probably tell you that a score goal is not really necessarily a good goal to have because it can be so variable and yada yada yada, but I don't know, we can't really help ourselves. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we'd we'd qualified quite comfortably out of prelims, there was a decent gap between first and second place. So, uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said we weren't a, a little bit confident about the win kind of thing, but... We wanted to do the best for ourselves in a way. We wanted to see how far we could push ourselves regardless of pressures and medals and all of that sort of thing. Um,
0: and I think, yeah, I think we pushed ourselves somewhere really cool. <laughs> and, and again, a couple of beautifully judged songs. The, 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 for the first one, I'm losing my mind. Uh, I was struck by the way you ask a question of the audience. Does nobody know I'm losing my mind? Immediately, you've got them hooked.
3: Yes, and we it was really the first song of that sort of genre that we'd done, that um, very moving musical theatre ballad um, that, you know, wasn't a love song. And uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Ollie. Um, He really, really uh, pushed himself to some quite emotional places in our uh, rehearsals and um, really took on that lead role and gave us a direction to go in with that song. And we knew that it was not something that the audience would expect us to sing. I don't actually think any, I think one person, which would have been Alistair, heard us sing it because we were rehearsing at my house. He's the only person that heard us do it. We didn't sing it for any test audiences, so we came out for the finals at Labs with this song that I don't think any, it's the type of song that anyone would have expected us to sing, and we really wanted to grab the audience in that way. And um, as I said, I have to give a lot of credit to Ollie for helping us all achieve that as a group.
0: It was it was incredible to watch. Both songs were, were were incredible to watch, and it begs the question as to how the quartet is developing and and where you see this going in the long term. Because it strikes me that you really are in it for the long term. I mean, do you do you want to be a quartet like uh, Crossroads or, or, or Vocal Spectrum or After Hours that have that have been you know with us for years and years and years and have have been through a, a, a number of kind of musical iterations? I think.
4: Well, I think that's the dream for anyone, really. I think for me, like what comes with their level of success in contest specifically is like the opportunity to sing for a lot of people and to be involved in a lot of things and also to create like really good music and I I think that's sort of what interests me more than anything and I think contest is like a good measure of that but also a good way to get our name out there and also to get opportunities to do different things so more than anything I want to do a
0: lot and make the best music we can really. So can you really imagine yourselves
5: still doing this when you say, I don't know, 50 Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, to be honest, John, I can't tell you what I want for tea tonight, so like <laughs> looking that far in the future is very difficult. Um I think as as long as we are enjoying it and as long as we can continue like um you know rehearsing is, is, is the thing that sort of gives back the most, I think. And um you know, a contest, I think people can put all the pressure they want on the contest. But then actually, th- this is the one of the reasons, I suppose, why um, it's enjoyable just to talk to a lot of these quartets about, you know, what they're like outside of contests and things like that and what their rehearsals are like. Because I think that's the the sort of consistent thing that um, that keeps you coming back, you know. Um, and um, so, so as long as we can continue doing that, then I'm sure we'll be in it for a long time. And, and as well as... Rehearsing for
0: various contests, you, you, you're rehearsing for something much more immediate at the moment, aren't you?
2: Yeah, we've got a show um, a week today from recording. Um, just a little show in Camden with uh, a friend quartet of ours called These Notes, um, who we know through Meantime and London City Singers. Uh, they're a great, fun quartet and uh, should be a nice afternoon, evening. Excellent. And, and, and are there tickets still available? Absolutely. Uh, Bethany can tell you more.
0: <laughs> I was going to tell us how it came about as well Bethany because normally quartets get invited onto a choruses show because usually it's the choruses that can you know can sell a hundred or a couple of hundred tickets but but here you are two quartets putting on your own show that, that that's pretty unusual isn't it
3: yes i uh, have to give credit to the base of these notes uh, michael Dew, who sings in meantime chorus with the guys um he uh, messaged us one day and said we should put on a show together so we did and we uh, found ourselves uh we, we just went for a, a very small um theater um in camden as ollie said um because we thought better to keep it intimate and you know quite small rather than get somewhere huge and struggle to sell it um But yeah, we um, just thought it was a good idea to get an opportunity to get some of our show songs up to a a high standard, the same way we've concentrated on with our contest songs. And these notes are um, quite a new quartet. They competed at IABs last year for the first time and as far as i can tell they've put in a whole lot of work and they've got eight songs on the show and we've heard them in their rehearsals and they're gonna sound amazing and i look forward to seeing what they do on more contest stages in the future but yeah um it's um quite a competitive market to get onto um a chorus's show and there's a lot of quartets out there who are all vying for not very many spots on chorus shows so you know, why not take matters into our own hands? It's a bit of a bit of a hot ticket recurring theme. is to just we'll just we'll just do it ourselves. We'll find a way to make it work. So that's what we've done.
0: Well, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing night. For those who want to buy tickets, uh, where do they get them again?
3: Yes. So the venue is called the Et Theatre in Camden. So you can either Google search for the Et Theatre, or if you go onto Hot Ticket uh, Facebook or Instagram, um, we've shared the link a few times on those pages. Um, the link. Website, It's called Citizen Tickets, which we had nothing to do with the ticket selling name, but um, it sort of fitted in quite well. And yeah, the show is called Hot Notes an evening of acapella or something to that nature um, so you should be able to find it quite easily
0: and they, if they look on your social media they, they certainly will it sounds like a great evening good luck with that good luck with all your future goals ambitions and uh, uh, future contests uh, hot ticket Isaac Ollie Bethany Joe. thanks very much indeed for joining us today on Harmony UK Podcast well, thank, thank you,
1: you so Jo uh, two the time's a-wasting, so there ain't no messing round. We, my boys, going to make some noise when we lie. In case a fire breaks out We're packed in tight, it's Saturday night And we're burning the roadhouse down We're burning it down and We're burning the roadhouse down The band is in full swing And man, there ain't no stopping now There'll be nothing left but ashes When Sunday rolls around But it's alright, it's Saturday night And we're burning the roadhouse down A
0: lovely afternoon chatting to Hot Ticket beside the Thames at Victoria Gardens in central London. If you would like to see them in concert with these notes, then they're at the Etcetera Theatre in Camden, North London, on Saturday, February the 10th. Uh, Check out their pages on Facebook and Instagram for ticket details. And Hot Ticket's social media is also the place to go for more news of that excellent new podcast that they've started in conversation with quartets, which now include Lady Barbalade, and many more besides. Harmony UK podcast will be back for another edition in March. I'm about to set off for my first time at UK Harmony Brigade, and you may just hear more about that next time. Uh, For now, though, from me, John Beasley, thanks very much indeed for listening. Uh, We'll play out with more from Hot Ticket in Louisville, burning down the roadhouse.
1: They around. But it's alright, it's Saturday night, and we're burning the roadhouse down. I know that it's alright, it's Saturday night tonight.